Welcome to another episode of Talk of Tonawanda. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the hosts and guests only. I do not represent any other individual or organization. Carl, I don't know if this is good or not. This is episode 15, but this is Friday the 13th. Yes, it is. Is this is this a lucky day for you? I bought a scratcher this morning and I won my money back. All right, so it's 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 not like it's luck, but it's not bad luck either. It's just kind of that meeting you float along the edge, around the fringe. Yes. Remember how I talked about when I go to a lottery machine and I look in the waste paper basket next to it, and if it's full of losing tickets, then I could say to myself, and I usually do, I go, self, there is a winning ticket in there, and I'm just going to have to pick one. So it's to put the five bucks in, close your eyes, and just kind of like just press a button, and here we go. See, now, if I saw something like that, being a medic for 40 years, I see it as a car wreck, and I'm not going to go where that car wreck is oh. because there's already a mess there. And I'm going to steer it down the line a little bit. But the odds are so in your favor if there's so many losing tickets that have already been pulled out of the machine, there's bound to be a winner in there then. You know what? There's 100% odds if I don't buy a lottery ticket. You won't win. That the money I went in with will still be mine when I leave the door. So it's just a different view of looking at things. And everybody has different views. Yes. And this is actually kind of a segue. We know your views. We've, we've had a lot of legislation going back and forth across the country. Yes. Uh, CBD, dispensaries, you know, the benefits, the risks, and all, everybody's got a different opinion. Cannabis, on cannabis. legal. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we're on our path. Can I say it's just high time that cannabis is now legal? In New York? Uh, I, if I had known you were going to say that, I would have stopped you, so it's a little late. But um, this, this is a topic that a lot of people are thinking about. Yes. And because it's getting more exposure, there's more science. Every day you see the advertisements on TV with advisements on who can, who can't, where, when. Yeah, so it's a, it's a big subject, and it's, uh, it's coming to fruition, hopefully by the fall, for a lot of our... Uh, or dispensaries across it, it, New York. And yeah. what it comes down to is responsible control and education, which yes. is why. Right here in the city of Tonawanda, we have a small business on Main Street, Survive the COVID Years, Sativa Remedy. And currently they are a dispensary for CBD, which is, it's not, you know, it's not the actual cannabis itself. It is derivatives that don't contain certain products. It's absolutely legal. Um, and the science behind it and the education. And we have the benefit of being joined by me, who is the co-founder and CEO of Sativa Remedy. And welcome, welcome. to the Talk of Tonawanda. Thank you. Thank you so much, Frank and Carl, for having me here. I'm so super excited to have this elevated conversation with you about all things cannabis, CBD, THC, and kind of bring folks in on the loop on what they can expect as we move forward with legalization, as we start to see storefronts opening up and how the community can kind of get involved and 
you know, people are interested in learning about the science behind it and um, searching for their remedy, what's going to help them sleep, battle with anxiety, deal with pain. That's where Sativa Remedy has become really a community asset um, to be able to help normalize the plant for folks, but also help guide them through the process of finding what products are going to work best for them for their unique set and setting and situation that they have going on. Now, something I noticed because I've been doing my reading, uh, you don't just, hey, here's a product. You go through the process of learning your client and providing education, science-based education, facts. And to me, that's huge because, well, I, I am a part-time educator now as I drift away from being a paramedic. And the education is important. It, it was back in the day, back in the olden day, cannabis was there, and then something changed, and it became illegal. And a lot of the things that were considered remedies vanished. And now it's almost like new science to a lot of people, but it's not. Yeah, and that's kind of what why we say it's about reconnecting people with the plant. This is not... Um, a new age medicine that is coming about or a new discovery, but what I consider it is a hundred years ago, pre-propaganda, the war on drugs, cannabis naturally existed as medicine in many different forms. Um, You know, it was first discovered when the Chinese were using it as medicine. And throughout history, we've seen different cultures utilize the cannabis plant and you know, in American history as well, this was utilized and not just cannabis as medicine, but we were talking about hemp as fiber during World War II, but a hundred years of prohibition and propaganda, what I've noticed is a lot of fear in the community. And that was really, you know, a lot of fear around the plant and a lot of fear around using it. What about the kids? And that's where Sativa Remedy comes into community. We normalize this plant. We have those open, honest discussions because you're right, Frank. Education is the key to really empowering our community to heal and move forward, move out of propaganda. And let's start talking about this plan, how we can utilize it as a medicine but also as a tool for communities to rebuild. And we can get more into that and what, you know, legalization means not just for New York State, but what it means for the community here in the city of Tonawanda directly. So what do you think was the turning point when it be- started to become a little more normalized and started to become legalized in some states, in I the United it, States? Yeah, in the United States, you know, we saw... Colorado was one of the first states to legalize, and I think that um, kind of started kicking that ball down. We, But what I think for New York State, it was really the pandemic that pushed legalization across that finish line. Cannabis legalization has been a battle in New York State specifically for about six years. Um, Assembly, Senate, Crystal People-Stokes was one of the key people to write the legalization um, bill, what we call the MURDA or the Marijuana Regulation and Taxation Act. And for six years, it was brought to the Senate, the House, it was argued back and forth. But really, from the pandemic, we saw cannabis in many other states become a necessity. Dispensaries were open when grocery stores were closed because this was a much needed medicine during this very tragic and tough time that our country went through. 
Now, you mentioned that key individual that is up there in the government. Say her name again. Uh, Crystal Peoples-Stokes. I had the pleasure of meeting her many years back. She has always been directly involved in community development, and not just development, advancement. And she impressed me as tremendously intelligent, tremendously connected, and there's no nonsense about it. And I read about her sponsorship and her involvement in this. And being a medic for a number of years, I've been exposed to some, some very dark times. But it's, you, I have to put it in a context, it was never about cannabis. None of it involved cannabis. Cannabis was illegalized while there was still cocaine in Coca-Cola. And people forget these things, and it's these, these generational impressions. So I'm, I'm leading up to something here. I, I usually go off to the weeds a little bit. I've actually spoken with a couple of your clients that shall remain nameless. They are seniors who are treating themselves for arthritic conditions, skin eruptions, and, and other things that I won't mention right now with products they gained from you. So people think, oh, they hear cannabis, oh, gateway drug, people are smoking pot, and it's not that. It's medicine comes from so many different plants. Absolutely. Expand on the kind of products that are out there and what, what they're for, what they're showing evidence of doing. Yeah, absolutely. Let's get into like kind of first off understanding the cannabis plant that oftentimes it's we hear CBD and THC. Those are the main components of the plant. So I have my background in chemistry. So I utilize that tool to help educate folks and educate them about the main constituents of the plant. So THC is part of the plant that will get you high. It will give you that elevated experience. CBD is what we call the non-intoxicating side of the plant. It won't get you any sort of high. And in 2018, when the farm bill passed, that's when we noticed the hemp boom. Now, the only difference between hemp and cannabis is really how much THC there is in it. And um, by legal definition, anything that is hemp has to have less than 0.3% delta-9 THC. Anything that is over that is considered cannabis and um, available in the medical dispensaries, available in adult use states like Colorado, California, and soon coming to New York State and to our communities. And yes, going right back to the medicinal benefits, CBD, has been known as a great anti-inflammatory, thus being a great option for those who are dealing with arthritic symptoms, dealing with inflammatory disorders, which we know is abundant in our community. But then THC comes into the mix, and THC helps to support CBD. But outside of CBD and THC, the cannabis plant is actually filled with 100-plus constituents. Uh, they're what we call cannabinoids, flavonoids, and terpenes that all make up this synergistic whole plant medicine. And the way I like to present it is think of CBD products and THC products as like different apples you would get in the grocery store. Different people, different preferences, depending on what their needs are. If you like a sweeter apple, what are you going for? If you like a tartar apple, what are you selecting? And kind of that's how I go about educating. I take these very large, complicated concepts that is cannabis, and we boil it down to the simple concepts. So how do we translate this very complicated concepts into things that people understand and feel more comfortable? Because as you said before, you know, cannabis has been stigmatized and it's, there's still fear mongering that exists in the plant. And myself as a small business, we work every day to kind of normalize it a little bit, push the envelope a little bit more, 
open up the door to having these conversations. I get some people, you wouldn't believe it, come in completely fearful of this plant. They start with CBD and as they work through the products, they might end up in a medical dispensary looking for high THC because that is what's going to be their remedy. Personally, I think that Hollywood is probably the biggest bruiser of normalizing it because they love to put these extreme characters into play that people... For some reason, Hollywood does not imitate life. No, it doesn't. <laughs> but but they, 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 they do a lot of bashing, and, and I see the mistakes because having, you know, the 40 years of medical background. How do you overcome that image? Because it's it's ingrained in people that, you know, they, they watch this program, they watch this movie, that's what it is. Yeah. How do you get past that? I think... We get past it by having honest, transparent conversations and providing a safe space for people to come and talk about this. Because when, you know, you're at your buddy's front house and you're smoking up and you guys are just, you know, it's still sometimes so stigmatized. People are still in the closet. They don't know what they're consuming, how to consume it, how to use it, but they know it makes them feel good. And there's nothing wrong with that. But when you can have a open, honest conversation with someone and feel like you walked out of that space knowing a little bit more about the plant, that's where you, I feel like, you know, people win. So it seems a lot of people are going back towards natural products to help alleviate some of their aches and pains in the everyday uh, aches and pains of, of life that just happen along the way. Um, what are some of the products that you are selling at your store right now with somebody in mind with maybe uh, arthritic hands or maybe some knee aches, pains yeah. uh, from it's, working it's out too aging, much. It's called aging, Carl. It's called aging. I've got it too. <laughs> and so do I. <laughs> but um, so at Sativa Remedy, we are still a hemp dispensary at the moment. So a lot of our products you'll find in our store are actually going to be high CBD, low THC. And for products, especially when we're talking about localized pain, topicals are a great option. One of the my favorite products we carry in our store is called the Balm, and that is actually made locally in New York in Batavia by a company called Empire Hemp Co. And that's the perfect introduction to this plant for people. And it's easy, throw it in your work bag, it's on the go. When you're aching, you can put it on and have that localized um, pain relief. It's it's taking an anti-inflammatory. It's not tying on a buzz. It doesn't have that component. Yes. It is a medication. Yes, it's it's definitely is. Now I, I know there's people with prostatitis, men of course, uh, having all sorts of different changes as you go through life, and the testimonials are there, but then the science is there too. Um, I do have regular visits at uh, Roswell, and discussions have been had with different types of remedies, and they're waiting for this stuff. Of course, hospitals have access to certain things mm -hmm. that aren't there yet. What's coming up down the road? Yeah, so down the road, especially for us as Sativa Remedy, is we've been patiently waiting. Uh, we've been in business for about uh, three years now in our storefront, and we're patiently waiting for our chance to be able to obtain a cannabis retail license to dispense adult-use cannabis. Um, and what that looks like for our business is just being able to provide more higher THC products. But one of the things I want to do is normalize both sides of the plants, high CBD or high THC or something in between. Kind of think of it like a spectrum, right? And being able to pinpoint folks on, well, 
if I want relief during the daytime, but I have to work my nine to five job, I can use some high CBD. But when I'm at home and I'm ready to unwind down for the day, I have access to higher THC, maybe for that pain relief, that sleep, um, and being able to kind of, how do, how do I say this? Um, how do I articulate this? Being able to utilize the plant in your everyday life without it being disruptive and more curing and healing. And we're excited to, you know, bring the entire plant into our storefront and have um, both sides of the plant. Since this is the talk of Tonawanda, what brought you to the city of Tonawanda? And particularly, uh, did you have the vision down the road of legalized cannabis and transitioning part of your sales to that. Yeah, so if I could tell a funny story. Sure, we love <laughs> I grew up in the city of Buffalo. I did not know anything about the Tonawandas until probably about six years ago. I had my first date with my now um, partner in business, John, right down um, at Crazy Jake's. And I remember us, you know, having a great night out, drinking, and walking back um, to his house on Minerva. And I was just like, oh, this is really cool. This is a nice little neat town. And lo and behold, about a year later, we were looking for a space to rent. And we looked right in his um, in the city of Tonawanda. We landed on that Main Street strip. And I really did, like Carl said, stood there and envisioned having a full-blown cannabis store in the city of Tonawanda because I love that it really has that small town energy and vibration where what we're noticing is a lot of the community members are supporting Sativa Remedy. Like, talk about how we made it through the pandemic. Like, I'm grateful for the people that came to our doors for local pickups during the pandemic because that's what kept us alive. I wasn't sitting at home. I was, you know, at the store trying to make sure we were there and available for people who are looking for this plant medicine to use during that kind of what traumatic time. Now, to help destigmatize this, do you explain to people, I mean, it's, it's not one ingredient, one plant. There's all these different derivatives that come down. And, and I talked about some of these conditions that people mentioned from, you know, the, the irritants, the allergic reactions on the skin and the anti-inflammatory, anxiety, depression, all this different stuff that hard science has come out for. With all that benefit, it is kind of hard to, you know, slide into that small community. But you have, you've been embraced, you've been accepted. What were some of your challenges when you first opened those doors? I mean, obviously, besides the stigma. You know, I think one of the biggest challenges is, and, you know, stigma aside is as a, even um, though we retail federally legal products, one of the challenges for all cannabis operators is um, finding a space, finding landlords that will want to work with you and that will want to trust you to, to rent their building or their space. Also, to having access to capital. Certain, you know, cannabis business, you can't just walk into the bank and say, I want to bank with you. Start asking, well, what are you doing? What are you selling? And you could say hemp CBD, but people hear the word hemp and they assume right there it's cannabis. So really, we as a small business dealt with a small business challenges that everyone has, but we had just like this extra layer of stigma that sat right on top of it. But you know, that's where I find cannabis entrepreneurs are 
really innovative and they're always looking for ways to, you know, adapt and adjust to their environment. And it goes back to, you know, without the community support, we would not be here. And, you know, it, we're very fortunate and blessed to have had that community embracement on all sides, you know. I, I believe that you're in a great spot, you know, just notwithstanding the development that's going on in the city of Tonawanda, it's going to be right down the street from you. Canal Street's done now. That's going to be attracting a lot of folks to come down because the music is going to be played over there. There's going to be like street fairs, festivals, movie nights. Food Truck Thursdays happens again. I mean, you know, as a small business owner, where you're located, you're probably, you know, like a two, three minute walk at the most from people that are going to be in, you know, the ranges of two, 300 people at least. You know, and if that's your market, you know, pass out flyers, pass out cards, have, you know, your doors open. It's, it's, it's going to be a wonderful experience for all of our small businesses, you know, downtown. And uh, we hope to see them thrive even more than what some of them are now. It's very true because you actually moved in when Young Street was still a bypass. They hadn't even thrown a shovel in the ground yet. Now you're on that direct path and the development's going. This has to be exciting. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited for Canal Fest to come back this year, for the food trucks to come back, and just knowing the development that has been happening in the city of Milwaukee. Fillmore Ave is, is, and, is and, happening. Yeah, and having the smoke all that. smoke on the water it, is going to be It happening. feels so inspiring because it makes me want to work harder so that our business is better represented on the trip, that we are, you know, working with our neighbors to collaborate on different things and, you know, it's really about that community building. It goes back to, like, for us, how do we better serve our community here? And then one of the things I didn't mention earlier is that with legalization, when we are allowed to sell adult-use cannabis, 3% of the tax revenue will go right back into the city of Tonawanda. And that was written by... Um, in the MRTA to ensure that community reinvestment. So as a business, we're not just sitting here, you know, making revenue and taking it home to Grand Island or to other parts, other communities. Revenue is being made and staying in our community. We're super excited for that. And we hope that that helps to kind of push even further the development that's happening in the city of Tonawanda. Now, one of the stigmas that's that's coming is, oh, well, you know, you just you get rid of tobacco smoking, but now you're bringing in this. That's not necessarily the case. These adult-use products aren't, there, there is some that's available that is in that consumable variety of the smoking. But there's a lot of different products that are not. We're not filling the air with smoke again. Mm -hmm. What are some of these things that are coming up down the line? Yeah, hemp and cannabis are one of the most versatile plants ever. Like earlier, we talked about having topicals and smoking is, um, you know, a popular option for people because it's a faster onset of effects. But between topicals, you have your edibles, you have your uh, sublingual oils or tinctures, um, you have suppositories that will come out, you'll have um, transdermals that can come out. So That was really funny, you said suppositories that'll come out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just pointing out a little full pot. Keep going. But definitely, you know, you... We're going to be able to have the full reign and of cannabis products. And for a lot of folks who say, you know, smoking isn't my thing, just know that 
Cannabis smoking does not have to be your remedy. It can be a hard candy. It can be a caramel. It could be a topical. Who doesn't like gummy bears? Right? Absolutely. I, mean, I love a good gummy. You know, <laughs> it's 7 p.m. and I'm excited to go home, pop a little gummy and just kind of unwind and relax for the night with my CBD sparkling water. Like, that's my go-to. I really don't, you know, um, a lot of... Hollywood and a lot of, you know, TV, we romanticize alcohol, but we don't ever really want to bring the conversation of how harmful and addicting alcohol as a substance can be. But then you bring in cannabis to the conversation and cannabis usage can actually help people who might want to lean away from that. And that's some like a very personal story to me. Like I, you know, was a I don't really care for alcohol anymore. I really, you know, whenever I would drink, it kind of made me depressed. It made me sad. I didn't really like how I was feeling. But it's I love that. Yeah, yeah I love that kind of busyness, that nice like wuxia moment. And I'm starting to get that really through using CBD beverages. So we're excited to kind of launch that and have that out this summer too. Does your Does your store have like an area for expansion? Yeah. Because right now it just seems like you've got like your front counter. And then, like a side counter, you know, off to the side. Um, how are intimate. You gonna, we call it an intimate. Are you going to be reconfiguring your uh, your floor plan? And we still really want to keep it an intimate, safe space, but we are in the process of expanding um, to a double storefront, where one side is still going to be your hemp consumable. That's like your edibles, tinctures, topicals. But then on the other side is what I would call it my DIY side, where you're going to be able to tune into the plant some more. And what I mean by tune in is we're going to actually um, have a library section of cannabis books to help educate people even more if they're interested in learning how to grow their own plant. There, we, we have it. We're going to have the classes and the education to support that. If you're interested in making your own gummies at home from the plants that you grew, we're going to have the products to help you tune into those so that well they have winemaking there's been craft beers that have been you know mm-hmm. gone from people's kitchen sinks you know into multi-million dollar you know enterprises uh it's it's an expanding business yep. uh, and we're empowering right the community to you know utilize this plant and utilize its versatility for people to live what i call their best quality of life life is too short to be walking around in pain miserable and just not feeling Aces too happy, and right. cannabis can help with that on all fronts. You mentioned community. Where is your community outreach kind of targeted toward? Is it targeted toward an age group? Is it targeted toward maybe a, a neighborhood area, you know, within like a three-mile radius of your store? How, how are you looking at that future development and increased sales? I look at community like we service like our community directly through our in-store um, relations with our clients but also like utilizing social media to be able to present that information because although you know my older clientele might not be on Instagram or Facebook but their son and daughter is and if their son and daughter can kind of show this video to mom and dad or show this piece of information they'll call us and they'll give us a call at uh, 716 260-1324, and we can, over the phone, provide consultation. I'm sorry, right I, there. I didn't hear that number. What was it? It's going to be 716-260-1324, and you can reach us directly there. There's always a team member on hand to help out. Now, we know that there's folks going to be listening to this, and they're going to be interested in coming and visiting you. 
So what is the address in the city of Tonawanda? Yeah, you might want to say that a few times. Yes, we're located at 17 Main Street in the city of Tonawanda, right by Canal Street. And your hours? We are open seven days a week, weekdays. Um, we're open 11 to 7, and weekends we're open 11 to 5 p.m. So we are ready for you every single day of the seven week. Seven days a week. Wow. Now, I want to draw back into something else and, and the, you know, seeing the future. You, you talked about, you know, going going to the to the taverns. And this is what people have gotten used to. They go to the taverns. They go to the bars. They're consuming alcohol to socialize. And we know that there's detriments there and so on. Do you, do you envision this... Getting to the point, because you mentioned all the different products, including beverage, do you envision it ever becoming acceptable to the point where we can have those social gatherings with that type of product? Oh, absolutely. I'm so excited. Um, we're in New York State, one of the few states that will be allowed to have on-site consumption lounges. Now, I won't be opening a consumption lounge. I like to smoke and consume and stay on my couch. But for those who prefer that social setting, you're going to be able to soon see safe spaces for you to come hang out with friends and, you know, have a cannabis beverage or have a cannabis pre-roll and be able to consume it safely and consume it in, you know, a welcoming space and not feel judged for what you choose to consume, whether it be cannabis or alcohol. And, and to be fair, I mean, using common sense when you're out having beverages is something everybody is supposed to use. So really, the stigma shouldn't even exist. It is another type of product that allows you to socialize and it, it uh, allows you to open up a little more freely as well, just like alcohol, but you need to consume it wisely. And I don't see anybody handing out education when you're picking up a case of beer at, at the, at the grocery store or picking up a fifth of scotch. But here there are, you are. When they come in, and they all say the same thing when I ask them. When they come in, they're greeted. That You give some sort of a, it's not an intake interview, but, you know, what are they interested in? What are their questions? It's always a, it's not a, all right, pay here and cash out the door. You want them to know. Yes, absolutely, because, you know, having responsible consumption is really important. Um, for us because that's how we break through this ceiling of stigma right and informing customers on what their expected experience might be with a product and I sound like a mom when I say this I'm like shouting out the door take it easy with those edibles start low and go slow and we want that and that is important to me because it it's how you continue to normalize this medicine is providing as much you know, short pockets of, of information. So it's not so overwhelming, but it's what you need to know. So if you come to me and you're asking, like, what's the best oil to use for my arthritis, for example, I'm going to want to know what your background is. Have you tried CBD or THC before? What's your experience? What's your comfort level? So that maybe I recommend a topical before we go to an edible and we can slowly walk people through the process. And some people need that hand-holding. They want to have that A through Z conversation. Some people, they might already be informed where they know a little bit about it, but we can provide points of clarification. And most importantly, you know, for my business, it's not just providing education, but it's providing access so that when you walk into Sativa Remedy, you know that you're not going to have to cut off your arm and leg, quite frankly, to purchase an oil or a topical because we provide plant medicine that is accessible and that's affordable, but it's also safe and tested. You know, yeah, I saw things here about USA Grown, 
uh, whole plant derivative, which I'm familiar with what that is. It does have third-party testing. There is organic farming and so on. Uh, I mean, all of these steps along the way, it's, it's, it's like you started with the Cadillac. You didn't start with the Chevy and work up. You started at the top. I'm going to offer this. We wanted to offer folks in our community with the highest quality products, but also at the most accessible point. And really, when you started seeing CBD first come out in 2018, it was $200 a bottle, $100 a bottle, $50 for this topical. And at the time, my dad was battling cancer, right? And long story short, I was so upset at the system that made this inaccessible that I went out and I created a different system where people didn't have to make those sacrifices where they could you know pay their car bill but also get their cbd topical for the month or you know their cbd capsules that they need to help them sleep and that's really important as we continue to normalize this plant if it costs an arm and a leg to go to a dispensary and get it you're going back to jimmy on the corner and right. Jimmy, and you know, God bless his heart, he, it might not be the safest route to go towards. But you don't know what you're getting from Jimmy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you, you can Poor Jimmy, that. I don't mean to use his well, name. I don't know who Jimmy is, but you know. A lot of the Jimmys are out there. So, <laughs> yeah. so you, you actually started setting roots in Tonawanda. Uh, obviously, relationship, Tonawanda-based. You you attach to the community, and then you started this dream. So this isn't like popping out of the blue. You set roots, and you started a community-based business that has been well-received, continues to grow, and thank goodness did survive COVID. Yes. Yeah, we're growing and we're thriving. You know, I planted this seed about five years ago, and this plant of a business has is, is just been growing with us, and we're really happy that the community has grown with us, too. And we're excited. You seem to be in a great spot. I I know I said that earlier in the program, but uh, just where you're located, it's a very walkable downtown. Yes. And there's several different types of businesses that are downtown. Uh, It's some of them refer to it as the the retro block. And you've got uh, Five Main Street. You've got you know so many uh, other businesses right on the other side of the canal in in North Tonawanda. Um, We hope that you draw upon all of that. And you just continue to grow and thrive. It's it's great to have you in the community. Thank you, Carl. That, that means a lot to us. That, that really does. Now, you mentioned five years ago. Where do you see yourself in five years? What's, what's the goal? Uh, the goal in five years is hopefully to have um, our city of Tonawanda location be an adult-use dispensary. Um, but also, under uh, my retail license, I can have two more locations. So we'll be able to, you know, grow into other communities and, you know, really build a strong business in Western New York and build a a brand. But uh, really, my personal goal in five years is to be able to support other entrepreneurs who are getting into this emerging industry. As I continue, you know, I'm rooted in education, right? As I learn how to, how I've grown my business with Sativa Remedy, I want to help inspire the next generation of entrepreneurs. So mentoring is on your, is yes, on your checklist is, as well. Yes, it okay. is. Well, as you know, it's not only a studio, it is also a classroom, and I would welcome you in for those type of things. Thank and you, for Those kind of events with larger groups. Listen, we are so thrilled that you're here. We're glad you finally found some time to get you in. We've actually been chasing for a while now, and <laughs> uh, you're running busy. Uh, and we just need to know that no matter how much you expand, you're still going to call the city of Tonawana home because we want you here. And uh, we're glad that it was founded here. 
Uh, any parting thoughts? Because we're uh, we're excited. Yeah, thank you so much, Carl and Frank, for having me on. And again, my name is Nika. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Sativa Remedy. And you can find Sativa Remedy, 17 Main Street. Give us a call at 716-260-1324 or visit our website, sativaremedy.com. And we're here to help you find your remedy and help normalize this cannabis experience for you. Thank you so much, gentlemen, for having me on. Carl, you always have to give the blessing to the mass of listeners, including our Australians that are peeking in. And the folks from in Germany and uh, Italy this, this week as well. Yes. Well, everybody, just stay well, stay safe, and be kind to one another, please. Outstanding. We'll see you next time. See, it wasn't so unlucky. It's the first Friday the 13th, and I can say it came off well. Have a great week. Talk to you soon.